Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of uh, Hashtag BKOT, uh, Build a Kick-Ass Offshore Team. And so we're very excited to have with us today Will Hill, and he's an expert, um, and he'll explain why. Now, we're going to have a great conversation about managing and executing through change. That's a scary word for sure, but in all actuality, is it? So we're getting to some details here, but... First off, Will, thank you so much for taking time out to join us today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Uh, yeah, my name is Will Hill. And if you're thinking about it carefully, yes, that does rhyme. But uh, I've been serving the tax and accounting profession for over 20 years. And I just recently launched my own consulting uh, firm, Will Hill Consults. And we really work with firms on everything around client relationships and making sure that uh, the firm is maximizing those and really helping the clients to the best of their uh, abilities as they're, they stay on top of their clients' goals, hopes, and dreams, and uh, look to be a valued partner in that process. So that's what we do with, uh, with Will Hill Consults. As I mentioned, been in the profession for over 20 years, a lot of time implementing new business processes and tools at various accounting firms of all shapes and sizes across the U.S., um, and uh, just done a lot of speaking as well. And I just thoroughly enjoy accounting firm owners. I think that generally they have the hearts of teachers. They're people that care about their clients and their team, and they want to succeed. And those are just fun people to work with, Chris. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they're um, vital part to an everyday small business corporation. And so, um, but recently with the uh with uh, as we head out of this pandemic and a lot of change <laughs> has happened and and and, and it shook up the industry but the thing is uh, that i believe in i mean change is constant it's just a matter of when not if and but it could be uh folks that i work uh speak with that integrity um they've been doing the same thing for 20 years or 30 years right and and nothing's changed but all of a sudden we're here, right? And so there's a lot to lot to consider before they move into this offshore staffing. But the biggest and, and, and most pressing change that has happened is this remote environment that we're in and with a workforce as well. So um yeah, can you you share your thoughts about um about that? Yeah, you know, definitely dealing with different types and levels of staffing and staff interaction uh, has has come center stage. I think it's one of those things that was lingering out there. It was an arm's reach uh, for, for a number of folks, but it was far enough away from the shoulders that you could ignore it if you wanted to. Um, but now you can't. And it's just, it's a reality of, of where we sit. And for many firms, I think it's it's opportunity beyond just reality. But some, some of the hurdle there is it is a big change, right? And I think you're right, Chris, where there's always change going on, but there's something, there's something inside of us that when we approach a change of some kind of size, we tend to really bucket it right? and say, okay, we are now embarking on change. And I think that's one of the things that we have to think about as, as we consider how do we 
execute in the midst of change is a little bit of recognition that things are always moving. And while we have defined a particular change or something that needs to be done differently, that doesn't mean everything has to come to a hard stop and we have to feel out of place, right? And so I think as we approach the subject of change, say, how do we really excel through it? The first thing we have to do is we have to get our mind right and say, look, we're, things are always different. While we may have very similar processes, we've got different tools, we've got different business environments that we've operated in over the last 20 years. Regulations have shifted and moved. Those things are changes. Therefore, we've been through change. And now some firms would say, yeah, we've been through change and it hurt. And that's why we don't want to do any more than we absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I think we've got to see it for what it is. And where is that opportunity? And when we look at what's in front of us to change and we think about it from the staffing perspective, we can't, you have a choice about which pain you want to consider. Do you want to consider the pain of a prior change that didn't go well? Or do you want to consider the pain that you're in right now that this change is designed to alleviate? And I'll tell you, Chris, wherever you choose to put your mind, that is going to dictate where this change project goes. If your mm -hmm. mind is all around the pain of everything that happened, you're going to That's miss true. opportunity. Yeah. If your mindset is around, we're solving a problem here and we want to solve it well, then you've got your mind set to opportunity and you're going to focus on the right things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Chris, to me, it's my kids play baseball uh, through the summer and softball. And I just talked to them about everything is about your feet, right? Wherever your feet are, that's where the ball is going to go. When you hit wherever you step and point your toe, that's where the ball is going to go when you throw. And to me, the mindset about change is the same as feet in baseball, right? That's going to point in the direction of where you're going to go. So I think that's where it really all starts uh, mm -hmm. there, Chris. Yeah. I love the sports analogy. I mean, that correlates to all sports. So you think about football, you got you could throw the ball up your back foot. It's going to be intercepted, right? It's all about feet placement. Basketball, you got to move those feet as fast as you can. Baseball, same thing, feet placement, boom, home run. Yeah. And so what that means is that um, they're in the mindset of, you know, whole process, of course, but they're going to hit that ball, throw that ball, right? Make that basket. And so in, in relation to the accounting world, okay, identifying the issue, right? And then saying, how can we change? How can we uh, make this aspect better? And involving everyone. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's a very important mindset. Yes. But then involvement. So for example, I would say about three years ago, I've been doing this with integrity for five, but three years ago, let's say a firm had hundred people and 10 partners. Guess what? I had the call with one partner. So I'm thinking one, where are the other nine? You know what I mean? And so nowadays, uh, same example, hundred person firm, 10 partners, there's eight partners on that call. And that's amazing. And that just happened out of the blue. Like we didn't, you know, market or promote that. It's just awesome that folks are all getting on the on the same page. And this is where um, when, when you're going through a process that everybody on the same page. All right. Then the next step is to find, you know, the right partner 
like yourself and working with a firm staff like us, right? And mm -hmm. then understanding what they do to help you with um, your vision, goals, and your mission for the firm. And so bad experience or not, right? This is what we're focused on now. You know, I think you make an excellent point about involving others. And as I was thinking, getting ready for this conversation, I wanted to make sure we talked about involving others. And where I have seen firms fall down in change is by not involving enough people internally, right? And so sometimes the firm leadership makes the mistake of saying, if I'm going to be in charge, I've got to make all the decisions. And I'm sorry, that's just a bad plan, right? One, it's not a great use of your time. And two, you are missing on the talent and the awareness and knowledge of your team. That's a valuable asset that is sitting right in front of you. And so, yes, you are going to have to set the direction, right? So let's say that the, the change that we're making is we're going to offshore staffing. Maybe we'll use this company called Integrity, right? But uh, we're going to make this change. The leader needs to set the direction, right? Mm -hmm. They do have to set the direction and say, look, this is where we're headed. This is the direction we're going. We're using offshore staffing for the production of, we're going to start with our bookkeeping work. We'll start there. We'll figure it out. And then we'll see if it makes sense to move on from there. So as they set the vision, notice a couple of things. They point to the destination. Yeah. And they show opportunity from there. So we say, hey, this is where we're going. It may not end there, but right now we know where we're going. This is where we're going. Now we've got to say to our people that would normally do that bookkeeping, we're going to do a couple things with them. One, say, hey, I believe in your value to do other things. So when we're talking about change that results in staff role and responsibility adjustment, we have to make sure that our team members do not equate their personal value with their production, right? Their value is different than their production. Their value is their experience, the relationship, the skills they have in analysis, communication, um, uh, maybe their empathy that they have with clients. These are the things that bring them value and make them valuable to the firm or to their client, not recording entries, right? That's not the value piece. That's just the production piece. So when we're looking at shifting roles and responsibilities, the leader's got to make sure that the team understands where the real value is. And there's a good awareness there. And then they're ready to have that team come in and say, okay, we're going to shift these duties from you to somebody else. Let's map out what that looks like. Why don't you take the charge, Sally, Jimmy, whoever you are, you're going to take charge on making sure that our most recent documented processes, hint firms, if you don't have documented processes, now's a good time. Um, I don't care how busy you are, uh, but let's take our documented processes and say, what, what are these elements are we going to shift over? What are we going to keep? And let's talk through what does that look like? Are we ready from a, a digital perspective and a paperless component of data input, uh, data receipt, communication back to our customer? So we want to then let them work on the day-to-day -day stuff because as the owner of the firm, how you communicate with the clients about status on the job or internally the bookkeeping department debates decisions that need to be made, that doesn't sit at the owner's level. So why should the owner be the one making the choices for what's going to happen? That should really come from the level where it impacts. And the reality is that people are more committed to a change when they're part of the decision process 
not just the execution, but the decision process of how this is going to work and flow through. So that that involvement piece is super critical. Yeah. Now, the other the other side of involvement, Chris, is uh, I've always thought that this profession was a very collaborative one. Yeah. And I, I have seen, and in talking to other industry consultants, they are in agreement with me. They shall remain nameless, but they're in agreement with me that through the pandemic, we've seen nothing but a heightened level of cooperation amongst firms and collaboration. There's no shortage of work out there. The clients need services of CPA firms, their compliance yeah. and advisory services very desperately. And so I've seen a great amount of collaboration. Collaborate with your peers. You know, so you got to involve your staff, collaborate with your peers, find out who else has done offshoring. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you got started. It doesn't mean you have to do everything they did, but what I want is I want some awareness of roadblocks, of challenges up front. And we talk about executing through change. It, it isn't about how do I not have problems? Mm-hmm. Frankly, mm-hmm. Problems are going to occur. We're involving, you know, and three different sets of people, customers, our firm, plus whoever's involved with this change, right? In our example here, the folks that are, are coming from integrity, right? So we got three different groups of people. We're going to have miscommunications. We're going to have struggles. We can't avoid it. But when we're going to excel through change, we have to plan for that and say, if we have a good strategy on what's moving and we've involved the right people on communicating and planning for that, when there's an issue, it's going to be seen faster. And when I've involved my team and they discover an issue, they're going to own and bring that up and say, oh, here's something we didn't think of, or wow, that didn't quite go as planned. How should we adjust? We didn't we either we did talk about it, but didn't think it would happen, or we didn't even talk about it. Let's have a quick powwow. But since they've already been in those conversations, we're able to get into that faster. And it's not a personal failure issue. It's a, hey, we own this change together issue. Let's go tackle it. Does that make sense, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, spot on. Um, it's just uh, in this in, in this example, right? It's like um, uh, all of a sudden, right? Monday morning, you have a, on your TV in your office. There's a brand new associate in India, and your team is just meeting them. It's going to rub them the wrong way, honestly, right? If they had been part of this process and and, and working together, and then they see them on the screen, right? They'll be excited. Let's do this. We're going to implement it. Let's go. But all of us, if you don't involve and you just someone shows up on a TV screen in your office, you know, people are on LinkedIn looking for accounting job nearby. I mean, it's just going to not go so well. Absolutely. There are a few of those out there right now, accounting jobs nearby. <laughs> so, and, and I've seen it happen and it's just like, uh, it's not the best way to approach it. And then taking a step back you were talking about you know the the current staff in place and i think too um and and um identifying some leaders within the office to kind of spearhead a new project and help you with this change so and and there's always a misconception that the best um uh the best preparer the best accountant the best bookkeeper automatically is your leader that may not be the case Right. And right. so you find this out when you have like one on one meetings and evaluating your staff and catching up after the busy season. And then you could ask that, you know, I'm thinking I feel that you have the right skill set, the soft skills. Um, would you think about spearheading this new project we're about to undertake? And then not r- rather than just assuming, putting them on the spot, 
and continues with more involvement with the team because I find that to be uh, to where uh, there's an issue that's assumed, you know, oh, they're best one, they're obviously going to lead the team. So uh, that's that's not a way, way to approach it, especially when you're looking to reskill and upskill. You have to, um, you know, dig a little deeper and ask questions. So let's sit on that for a moment because there's another key area there is that if you're going to have someone lead that charge or some people lead that charge, you have to communicate a shift in expectations to them, especially if they are heavy producers in the firm, or if there is bonus and compensation based on production, and now you want some time for them to be thorough. So you, you've got to account for that and say, hey, what are some of those uh, hurdles to their commitment that we're not even thinking of? That's what I think of when I think about the bonus compensation areas is like, all right, hey, for the period of these three weeks while we work through and iron out this process and nail it down, I'm, I'm bringing down your uh, items. Or after you complete this, as long as you're at a certain amount of production, I'm going to inflate the rest of the, you know, the rest of it and, and capture that. Or there's a project bonus that's here beyond just a production bonus, whatever it may be. You've got to really shift those expectations to give that person the freedom and feel like, okay, they're committed. If you do not alter the expectations of the rest of the work on the plate of those taking charge here and just think, well, they can work a couple extra hours or they'll just be more efficient and get it done. You're not empowering them and teaching them leadership because another part that comes from leadership here, as you get into a new project like this and, and helping run a change program in a firm is I've got to work on my prioritization skills. And so, Chris, if you come to me and say, "Will you got to take on this change project, even if, even if your next statement is, tell me the three things that have to come off of your plate, as long as we follow up on that, say, give me a date and time, say, hey, two days from now, we're going to meet again. I need you to tell me the three things that have to come off of your plate to execute this well. So I'm not saying the leader has to decide what comes off the plate. What a great exercise for me as a newer leader in the firm, a younger leader to go and say, hey, here's what I think should come off of my plate in order for me to put this on and do well with it. Helps me prioritize. And if, if you just give it to me, Chris, one, it doesn't give me a chance to practice prioritization, but two, you miss an opportunity to read into how I think about priorities at the firm. Maybe you maybe I'm going to give you the things I hate doing the most and you have a great opportunity to learn what is my passion and what drives me. And those are important things when you think about staff satisfaction, employee satisfaction uh, that can really lead to a longer retention period as well. So a great mm -hmm. opportunity is you shift those expectations uh, to do that uh, with yeah. excellence. For sure. And, and then, uh, so as you, as this, as this is going on, um, you know, staffing is always an issue in general across the board. It has gotten to be a little bit more um, in a much more in a worse condition now because of you know, the reshuffle, the resignation, redo, rethink, remake, re everything. Right, as folks are evaluating again. So now there's a new workforce here, right? And I'm I'm an elder millennial. That's what's coined by LinkedIn, but. Uh, the the new workforce they want opportunities they want to see that it's just not dead under because the profession is not looked at in the best of light nowadays either which is which is why there's not you know re uh, replacements you know re ready in line for everyone that resigned 
So now as you're, as you're building out this new, uh, new process in place or identifying leaders, and now you have job openings, but it's not just to prepare taxes. Maybe it's consultation or resolutions or tax planning, and then, you know, training provided. You know, so it's more the, the workforce nowadays is more about what can your firm do for me and not, uh, you know, working 90, 100 billable hours a week anymore. So to bring in new staff during these extremely challenging times becomes a, a lot easier when when you have these awesome positions, because the, the accounting profession, there's so many different positions available out there. People just don't realize they just assume it's, you know, deadlines, tax pre preparation, data entry, not for me. So I think yeah. that benefits folks. Yeah, and, and the firms, the firms that are tracking with the trends have started or have fully shifted their mindset from managing work to managing client relationships. Right. And they're approaching some of their hiring and workflow decisions based on that. And there's some great places out there that, uh, you know, different different people if someone reach out to me i'll give you a couple off air but places that'll train your new people on accounting and tax work for you so that if you say hey i got someone who's a great communicator someone who is uh, hyper aware of their environment and can spot opportunity they may not be able to execute on it but they can spot it hey we can teach some of the execution piece we can teach some other background to shore that up there's places that'll do that we have to relax a little bit on trying to find a specific technical set and really look for how do we hire the right types of people to fill those needs uh, that are in there. And the other thing we've got to think about, we've got to think about the clients in all of this. And, you know, I, I think one of the most underutilized assets in a firm is the trust bank with their clients. You know, there's many clients within a firm that the firm has I don't know, is the phrase save their bacon still cool? Or am I showing my Gen X age? I don't know. But uh, the front of it. wonderful things for these clients. Yeah. And as a firm, sometimes we tend to operate out of fear of losing that trust instead of operating out of courage to say, I'm going to go use that trust. So Chris, if you are a client of mine that we did, we did great things for you and helped you turn around your cash flow and you went from barely having it month to month. So you've got six months of expenses in the bank. You're able to make some investment in your business and you're growing. Your family loves you more now. All that kind of stuff, right? I'm going to go to you and instead of being fearful of what's going to happen when we make a process change, I'm going to go to you and say, hey, Chris, we're doing something new. I want to use you as one of the first ones that we're doing it for. And I'd like you to provide some feedback for me on how this is going. Now yeah. we're going to use the trust. And, and even if the process adjustment doesn't go well, I've set an expectation with you that it might be bumpy. But in, in return, I are, I've already communicated up front and said, hey, I want feedback. If you do say you want feedback, please give them a chance to give it, even if things go smooth, because you did offer the chance to give that feedback. And now I can relax a bit and say, I may not have to have this perfectly ironed out. That gives me courage to roll this change out a little bit faster and then be able to scale more quickly after that. So don't forget about your clients and all of this. They're a critical part. You've got a trust bank. Go out and use it. The clients want to do business with someone who's trying to improve their business. Business owners know that if I'm doing some business with someone who's trying to improve theirs, that's going to rub off on me. It, their business 
may have nothing to do with anything that's offshoring and they may not be able to offshore anything. Mm -hmm. However, they're intrigued by the fact that you're looking for improvement and they know that you're a key advisor and say, Hey, if you're going to see those things in your business, you're going to see opportunity in mine too. And I'm going to be more engaged with you. So I think there's great benefits of making sure the clients are aware of change and being involved through the change process with you. Yeah, it's so it's so easy to start with your current client base, especially if you're changing your pricing pricing model, you're changing the different services that are available or whatever it may be. Yeah, and then and, and don't ever act in fear, right? It's 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 focus on the positive. I think so in general, if everyone just always like just gravitates towards the negative in any aspect. And so I'm a big believer on the positive side. You know, things are going to go wrong. It's guaranteed, right? So, but if you focus on the positive, it's not a, what's the saying? Uh, it's not a, it's not a, a problem. It's simply a new solution that's on the way or whatever the mm -hmm. cliche saying is. And then everything will be fine. I mean, and then you're just asking for the feedback. And so you're not implementing every, anything. You're just, you know, kind of experimenting because you, they, you guys trust each other. And so I think that's very important, um, especially when, you've gone through the exploration phase, you've gone through the whole testing, and now it's the, you know, let's do it, the implementation phase. So I agree. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're a firm owner and you're sitting there thinking, wow, that level of transparency with clients or with staff has me nervous, that concern is going to limit the growth of your firm. And you need to address that concern, right? Whether it be with coaching with somebody, who knows, but there's something that's driving that fear of transparency. And whenever firm leadership is hesitant to be transparent, and I'm not saying tell everybody every financial detail of your business, right? I'm just talking about transparency. If you're wrestling with transparency, you're going to struggle growing, period. And so you, you've got to win that battle. It's a critical battle. Yep. Spot on. Um, well, I mean, we could keep going for another hour or two on this. Uh, awesome conversation today we appreciate you coming on here and and because this is this is exciting times to me right the, and the profession is uh ready to kind of take the next step and, and and not be uh looked at for and for a new workforce as like ooh accounting no it's like ooh accounting let, let's do it so it's going to take time uh staffing will will ease there's re there's global resources there's resources like yourself i mean things will be fine focus on the positive right so um any final thoughts before uh, we wrap up today no i think that uh it's been a great conversation i'm happy to be part of it and if, if anyone wants to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me about working through change feel free to hit me up on linkedin or email me at will at willhillconsults.com glad to have a conversation Yes. Awesome. And for our folks out there listening in, uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Do not miss the other podcast, like, subscribe, follow. Um, and we really appreciate you taking the time out as we're here always to bring in folks like Will today to help you through the through, from now and into the future. Take care. Will, thank you so much for taking time. Be good.